Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Interact with us on Facebook and Instagram just by searching Gone Boss. Now sit back, relax, and find out who has Gone Gone Boss. Boss. Today in the studio, we have Molly McGuire, Area Supervisor for Vocational Rehab. Welcome! Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So tell me about vocational rehab and what all that is and your official title and all that good stuff. All right. My official title is Area Supervisor for Muncie Area 11. So Muncie Area 11 covers J. Randolph, Blackford, and J. County. But our office here in Muncie also has Area 12, which is covered by another supervisor, and that is the Anderson area. So Madison County and then also Newcastle, Henry County. Okay. So what does vocational rehab do? Vocational rehab is a state program, state and federally funded program that helps individuals who have a disability find and maintain their employment. So some of our folks come to us as high school students through our pre-ETS program, pre-employment training services that's offered through the schools um, starting at age 14. And then some of our folks come to us later on in life when they've developed an illness and they now have a barrier to employment. A lot of our folks now, the baby boomers are coming to us, death and hard of hearing population has increased. Um, Also, just any type of disability that is a barrier to employment, um, we can assist with. Um, So some folks are born with a disability and then others acquire that throughout their life from illness or accident. And so it's just our job to ensure that they get their needs met training, assistive technology, whatever it takes to get them back in the workforce and so they can maintain their employment. Okay. And how long have you been doing that? I was just thinking about this yesterday. I think it's been, I think this year will be my sixth year. It just seems like it's went so fast. Like it seems like I just started yesterday. Oh yeah. Because when I first started, I worked in the Madison County area and I had a caseload and I worked with the blind and visually impaired. So I did that for about three years before I got promoted. I also worked with post-secondary students. So any of our participants that were in a post-secondary institution going to Ball State, Ivy Tech, another university. I help them with guidance and counseling, help them through that process. Okay. Well, it sounds like a very important and rewarding job. It is. And I don't feel enough people know about it. Like I didn't even realize that it was an available service out there until one day when Work One used to be at the Charles Street um, mm-hmm. address. I went in there to the Work One office and there was no place to sit. So there was like this little area over there and it said Voc Rehab. And so I didn't even know what they did. But there was a guy there and he was upset and I asked him what he was upset about and he said they closed his case. And I said, who closed your case? Can't you just reapply? He said, no, I can't. I can't read and write. I said, I got a little time. What's your name? (laughs) And I started filling out the application for him. And then that's when I got my phone, looked up what Voc Rehab was, then also realized that they were hiring. I had already worked for the state before. So it just, it just all worked out. It was like meant to be. Awesome. I love that. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I am born and raised in East Central Indiana. So Ball Memorial Hospital, that's where I was born. I've always lived within this area. Um, Delaware County, I moved to, I think in 2012, maybe. I don't remember for sure, but I lived in Randolph County before that. So I've always lived in this area. I tell people I was in Randolph County and I got across the border. That's as far as I got. (laughs) That's as far as you got. (laughs) Yep. So 
I've worked for um, the Department of Child Services. I did that for over a decade here in Delaware County as a supervisor. Before that, I worked for the um, Randolph County Sheriff's Department in the jail division, first as a jail officer and then as a supervisor in the jail division. And then once I graduated from Ball State with my degree in criminal justice, that's when I moved on to a different position. Okay. So I also know, because full disclosure, I've known Molly for a while. <laughs> and Matt has known her for even longer yeah. from back in the Randolph County days and everything. Yes, Matt was my neighbor. <laughs> well, it was down the road, but it was close enough that if I could hear him when he was talking in his carport. <laughs> I bet you could, because yeah. you know Matt talks very loud. Yeah. So I'm sure you heard him down, down the road. Awesome. So I also know, because I've known you for a long time, you also used to be a volunteer firefighter? Oh, yes. I did, yes, for um, 15 years. Now, if you ask my kids, they'll, that was like in a past life they know nothing about. Right. Jolie, um, my oldest, she just um, turned 14, so she is now a junior on the fire department oh, okay. in farmland. But yes, I did that for 15 years. I was the first female on the farmland volunteer fire department, and I enjoyed that time, but it feels like it was a completely different lifetime ago. Yeah. I mean, that I was, was a, a while ago. Per, yeah, yeah, different person back then. <laughs> but I feel like I learned a lot of valuable things when it came to the training that was offered and about people in general. The same thing with working at the Sheriff's Department. I think I learned a lot about human nature and what motivates people, and it's helped me throughout the course of my other jobs because you kind of have an inkling of like, what what is their true motivation? Why are they doing what they're doing? And right. Okay. Now, did you get, did you run into like fiery buildings and stuff like that? <laughs> there, there were a couple okay. um, buildings, but I really was the safety officer. I kind of stayed on the sidelines and got what was necessary. And I guess what it really came down to, and I realize now is that I kind of always feel like I've had like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So even though I've known what I need to do, it's taken a lot of time to get over that and really know that I I can do things mm -hmm. like, because again, I don't know why I've been that way because when I look at my resume, I'm like, dang, my girl, resume looks good. You, you've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Got, but a lot of times I feel like, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm worried about failing. I don't want to be a failure. I don't, yeah. I want, I want to do the best and I, I'm the same way. I want to be the best or I don't want to do it at all. And yeah. I, I have it like somebody invited me to speak at their class at Ball State and I'm like, why, why are you asking me? And then I get there. I'm like, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. And then I'm like, wait, I do belong here. But yeah. it takes a, I got to get out of my head and, and that kind of thing. Well, and I've also had to learn too, because even when I would do the public speaking presentations for the Department of Child Services, I remember my previous supervisor and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And she's like, you do realize that you are the subject matter expert in this area. And I was like, I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, okay, I, I'm the subject matter expert. I know. I have to remind myself, I am the expert of this situation. I'm like, all right, yeah. I can, we can do it. Cool. So tell me about your family. I have two daughters, Jolie. She's age 14 and Riley. Um, I used to call her RJ. She goes She by, goes by Riley now? She goes by Riley now. Oh, okay. Um, so all right. she um, just turned 13. Um, so they go to school in Selma. Riley plays the trumpet. Jolie's doing the volunteer fire department stuff. And then I also have a fiance named Chris. He works for the Indiana Department of Correction for the hire program. And then he has a son named Corbin. And Corbin's younger than the girls. So it's kind of like he's still, he's just a couple years younger. So at first they got it along really good. But now they're kind of, they're, they're, the girls are in that teenage phase where I can't say anything. Oh, yeah. That everything I say is embarrassing. You're an idiot and obviously yeah. dumb. And it, then he's a tween. And yeah. Yep. So <laughs> that's where we're at right now. We've got 
three cats. We got a new puppy, German Shepherd. Our German Shepherd, Senna, recently passed away from leukemia, which was completely unexpected. Yeah. Um, so that was a sad situation because he's been my guard dog all he's these years. He's been your guard dog yeah. for ever yeah yep i'm also my best friend from high school has a goal of completing a marathon or half marathon in every state and so initially i was tagging along just to go on trips and i would participate in the races uh, but now i am fully participating <laughs> you are fully, <laughs> fully participating in every time races. i'm like where are you at today and you're like oh i'm in this state yeah. in this place <laughs> i was in sedona last weekend and this weekend i'll be in hilton head um i think i have Three full marathons this year, and I don't know how many halves, but I have. I'm working on donations for Chicago for the American Heart Association with our Run with Heart team. So that's my plug. Like that's all right. I'm gonna give you a link (laughs) because I'm I have to get donations. The minimum amount is seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so you've got a goal. (laughs) I've got a goal. So I'm slowly working towards that, and I have until October to meet that goal. And then I'm also going to be I New York Marathon. I I did the virtual last year, which mm-hmm. had guaranteed entry for this year. So that'll get New York State out of the way for me. And Okay. How many states have you done so far? I think 13. I think 14 is this weekend. Okay. But I've done a lot more than that um, because some of those have been duplicate states. Right. Especially around like Indiana. Well, in the Midwest and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's... And I, I, and I saw your list of like, this year we're doing this and next year and then 26 we're doing... I'm like, okay. Yeah. Because I, I did send you the list because we're going these places. So if it's a place that somebody else has wanted to go and they just haven't went because they didn't have, you know, somebody to go with and they want to tag along, you know, the more the merrier. You okay. don't have to do the race. You don't have to participate in any physical activity if you don't want to. You can lay, <laughs> lay in the hotel room in the bed and watch TV, watch TV. while we do it, and then go out to eat because, again, that's how we treat ourselves. Is well, look at you ran a marathon, you can or half or whatever. You can go out to eat and have a couple drinks or whatever. Yep. So have a good time. So also, I know because I've known you forever. I know that you have Native American ancestry. Yes, Miami tribe of Oklahoma on my grandfather's side. So my grandfather is full-blooded, so mom's half, and so I'm quarter. We do a, quite a few things with the, the tribe. And then also here in Delaware County, I've done quite a few presentations, especially in the month of November, to talk about Native American month. I wish I could get my kids a little bit more involved in it, but again, they're to that age. And I don't think I ever was that way because I... I mean, I had a really good relationship with my grandpa, so I like to tag along and do all those things with him. But right now, I consider myself the family historian, so I take care of everything. I have all the documentation. I have all the paperwork, but I really need to pass that on at some point in time because I'm afraid if I don't pass it on to one of my daughters, then who will, like, Right. Carry, then you, carry you don't want all this information. Yeah, you don't want that to get lost and yep. everything. But, yeah. So do you have a Native American name? I know you do. That's why I'm yeah. asking. <laughs> it's Morning Sun. So say Poway. What's your favorite band or artist? Well, I was thinking about this because I really don't have one. It's kind of, again, like whatever. I just go with the flow. So like, the last concerts I went to were uh, Maroon 5, Billy Joel, and then the Snotty Nose Res Kids. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a variety. <laughs> yeah. So the Snotty Nose Res Kids was the most recent, and they are a Canadian tribal, they're a band out of Canada. Okay. So, it's kind of like hip hop. I think they're great, but okay. I took Chris with me and he, he was there and he enjoyed it, but he was like, yeah, it, it was like, in a bar. This is not my vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's in Indianapolis. And okay. They had like a little mosh pit. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't. No, I don't know that I could see Chris in like the whole no, mosh he, pit he situation. Was, but he was a wallflower. <laughs> uh, yep, that's all right. We'll let him do that. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I wish I was an early bird, but what it really comes down to is I'm not a night owl either. Like I am an afternoon whatever animal that is. Somebody <laughs> said like a afternoon pigeon or something. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that really between like the hours of ten and two, and then it's nap time. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've always kind of had part-time jobs and things because I think if I wasn't, I would be napping because I don't know what to do with myself unless I'm working. So Right. You're I, either working or napping. Yeah, working <laughs> or napping. There's no in-between. But some of those times I was working like 16-hour days or mm-hmm. more because, again, even when I've had my full-time jobs, I've always had part-time jobs too. Yeah, you are like one of the busiest and then also spontaneous per- people I know. So I I admire that about you because I'm like, I want to plan and I want to know what's going on and I do not deviate from the plan. But you're like, let's do this. <laughs> I just want to stay busy because I, if, if I don't stay busy, then I don't know what to do with myself. Like yeah. even when I go home, I've been like, okay, get off work, go to the gym, get home. And I want to watch TV. And I'm like, I don't know how to watch TV. I've never really sat and watched TV. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I have to force myself and then I feel bad because I did I just sit on the couch and watch like binge watch an entire series of yeah something and then I'm like that was pretty lazy I think every everything in moderation you can do that sometimes and then I know you like work in your garden in your yard and then all that so you can do that sometimes yeah. but you don't have to be crazy yeah. on everything Chris all says the time. I'm either fully off or fully on there's yeah. no in between like yeah I can and that's true like, yeah I see that is true I say that too What's your favorite book? I don't really have a favorite book. Um, the most recent books that I've listened to. <laughs> listen, hey, I didn't, listening to counts as reading, I, I think. Um, Britney Spears. Okay. That I thought that was a good book. And then recently someone in one of your podcasts was talking about the uh, I'm Glad My Mother Died. Mm-hmm. That was also a good book. Okay. Um, I just, because I feel like I grew up with these folks so Britney Spears and then the woman uh, gosh I can't remember right that's either. right yeah but they had so much going on in their life behind the scenes that you just really didn't know about yeah so you, we truly don't know these people at all but we build these fake relationships like we do know them right cool so I like to get in and get a little bit of the nitty-gritty of what really was going the on backstory and yep. everything awesome have you ever met anyone famous I have <laughs> okay <laughs> And it was Willie Ames. Okay. From like Eight is Enough and Charles in Charge. Yes, Charles in Charge. I was like, who is that? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I did. And I couldn't remember where I met him, but I believe it was at Planet Hollywood in Cancun. Because I have a picture. So I have proof of this. Um, Not that I'm a big fan or anything, but he was there. And I I don't even know if I knew. Yeah, I knew who he was because I watched Charles in Charge when I was younger. But yeah, that's. Hey, that's pretty cool. I have not met William Ames, so that's pretty awesome. What's your guilty pleasure? The napping. Napping? The napping. That's okay. Um, And then also, like, the traveling. Just, again, when my friend Melissa says, hey, you know, you want to do that? I just, I don't even ask anybody in my family. Okay, I'm on. I'm I'm going. Yep. Awesome. What's your favorite movie? I do really like the movie The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Okay. I don't know... I, watch the, I can watch that over and over again, and I don't know why. I think it's just interesting, especially with somebody that's on the spectrum, how their brain works, and then also watching how he navigates relationships because since it's hard for him to develop a relationship with someone, and you also kind of think at times, you know, is there a relationship? But truly there is. It's just completely different than what, you know, 
somebody not on the spectrum's relationship would look like. I just, I don't know. I really, okay. I like that movie. Cool. Have you ever watched Love on the Spectrum? No. I think it's on Netflix or something. It's all about people on the spectrum dating and being in love and whatever. I've heard it's really good. I haven't watched it, but people. Well, I always. Really, need I something. think you would like that. Okay, so I will have to. <laughs> There's your recommendation. I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people don't know. I asked Chris about this too because I was like, I, "Do I have a hidden talent?" Everyone has a hidden talent. And he's like, "I don't think you hide anything." Well, that is true. It's kind <laughs> of on I'm display. Kind of like, uh, this, I throw everything out on the table, and this is this what you is, see is what you get, yeah, kind this, of thing. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I? You know me well enough. Do I have a hidden talent? I think you are really good at finding resources for people, like and for yourself and all of that. Like if there, if someone needs assistance and there's a way to find it and get it, you are the connector of people to get that done. Yes. And not just because of your job, but even before your job, you were like yeah, that. I did um, fund my entire graduate degree with scholarships and grants and yeah. I, but the thing is, I also feel like a lot of times people come to me and they expect me to have like this whole book of scholarships and grants and like, you were able to do this, so can you help my kid? No, man, like your kid needs to help themselves. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I can guide them down the right path, but when it comes right down to it, like the time and effort I put into that was because that was, I needed it. So well, yeah. I want... I will encourage people when it comes to things like that to explore their options. I'll put you on the right path, but I'm not going to, and I might walk it a little bit with you. Right. But at the end of the day, it's your yeah. journey and you've got to put in the work. Otherwise, what's yeah, the that's point? That's my entire job. <laughs> like my entire job. You're like, I do people. this for a living. I can't do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it really comes down to like, you have to find that niche too. Like, so really working with somebody to find out like, cause there are all types of different scholarships out there. But you really, like, are you into farming? Are you into STEM? Are you, do you have Native American ancestry? Are you, do you meet a minority group? Like, Right. Where, where do you fit? What, where do you yeah. qualify? And all that kind of and stuff. And then also reaching out to, like, I always tell them, you, ha- you haven't even checked with the Chamber of Commerce or anything yet? Or, you right. know, your or all these service, right, right. all like, these service groups and community foundations and all Trusa that. Club, you're in a Trusa, and you have a scholarship, I believe. And Yep, and we've got scholarships. In, we've got Women in Business has have, those. Like, there's, they're all over the place. You just have to, you have to look. Yep. Like, it's not, they're not going to just be like, knock, knock, knock. I would like to give you this money, please. Kind of situation. I think I also, um, I'm always, like, scanning. So anytime, like, there's flyers out or something pops up on Facebook, I read it and I may not read all the details of it, but I read enough to know like, Hey, there was a resource I saw. And then I can go back and find out more information if it meets somebody's needs. And Cool. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Probably a smiley face. Cause again, I, when I post something, I want people to know like, Hey, like this is, I'm smiling. Like <laughs> I don't right. want you to take it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, it's probably the smiley face because I, I use that like after even in some of my work emails when I send somebody something because I want them to know like because a lot of times people read into something and I don't want them to think that I'm mad at them. If I'm mad at you, you're going to know I'm mad at you. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Definitely like completing the now that I'm in, t- in it to win it, completing the, the 50 races. I might like to do one of like the marathons in like London or Berlin or something. What gets you truly excited about life? I think it's changed over, you know, when I was younger, you know, it was friends. And then as I got older, it's all about career and getting excited about that. 
And then now that I have children, it was all about raising children and babies and, you know, raising them to be good, smart, educated people who make a difference, in, you know, and aren't a burden on the society. But now I think it's just, again, raising them to be adults who are going to make it without me. Yes, be pr- yeah. productive so every, members of society, So please. every time <laughs> I see them make good um, decisions, even to the point, like, they've joined groups at school, like after school things, they, because they're at their dad's half time and my house half the time, I don't even know about some of these groups. And the next thing I know, my mom's like, well, Jolie called me and made arrangements for me to pick her up after school. So I have to pick her up tomorrow. I'm like, what for? <laughs> like, I didn't even know she was in that club at school. I didn't sign the, per- dad signed the permission slip, things. So that gets me excited because Again, I didn't have to work, you know, she's 14 and she's already getting her own transportation figured out and taking care of that on her own. So she's doing that at 14. What's she going to be doing, you know, when she's 24 and 30? That gets me excited to see like what the future holds for them. Awesome. They're good. They're good kiddos. They are. They are. What does success mean to you? I think success now is just being mentally, emotionally, and physically well. Initially, I thought it was about titles and money and having things and no, it, that's not what any of that's about because really what it comes down to, if you aren't feeling well emotionally, mentally, physically, then how are you going to be successful in anything? Because I'm just happy, you know, that I'm doing so well um, when it comes to like my health and well-being and just all, all of the, all yeah. of it together yeah. as a person, like the other stuff that falls into place. Yay. That's, that's, that's just bonus now. Mm-hmm. That's not success. That's just bonus. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. So it was the middle of January, and we took a trip to the Dominican Republic. We've been talking about it for the past few episodes, but <laughs> we have at least one more story. We've got, it was lots of good stories. It was a good trip. <laughs> so Tisha Gerhardt came to me and said, I want you to shoot my daughter's wedding down in the Dominican. I told her no. She talked she to me. She didn't talk to you. You <laughs> said yes. And we ended up there. And we made it happen. And it was great. <laughs> so Tisha's daughter was getting married to Oscar, who is a Dominican. He, him and his family, they live there. He, he works there. That's so they were locals. So we go to the, we do that. We shoot pictures. We ended up taking 6,000 pictures or something ridiculous. During that week, yes. We, we took photo, we, we did the uh, perfect paparazzi. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. We took photos of the family and everything they did. We went on the excursion, all that stuff. I was there as the paparazzi photographer for right. the family. And then we did the wedding, right. and which I was, was on the beach. Beautiful on the beach, 40 people or so. It was beautiful. I was second shooter, so I was taking you know fun shots and whatever. So we, the wed- we finished the wedding. And then we're in the reception part, right? So we got four tables, four round tables to fit all of our families and stuff. So now this is after cocktail hour. So everybody's had. Yeah, we've had some cocktail hour. We're getting ready for dinner and all of that. And so everybody sits down. So, you know, the bride's family sits at these two tables and the groom's family sits at the other two tables. And somehow we have one extra person. And that we don't have a room for at our two family tables, right? So I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit with a bunch of strangers that I don't know. (laughs) So Matt got commandeered to go sit at the other table. So Matt Howe, whitest of white boys. (laughs) 
does not know a <laughs> does lick not of know a lick of Spanish is over gets sent over to the table full of young cool Dominican dudes. These are all Oscar's friends. Oscar's friends in their what in their twenties thirties oh, yeah. maybe, <laughs> and they were awesome. They were awesome. So I'm sitting there with the re- the bride's family at this table, and they're like, "Wow." How's Matt Spanish? He's like getting along really good over there at this table full of people who don't speak English. And I'm like, he doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. He doesn't know any Spanish at all. And they're like, wow, you think he's like fluid? He's getting along so great over there. Oh yeah, I don't know what it was, but we all got along. I I would take their picture, show it to them. They'd uh, we were talking about the food, like eat this, eat that. Yeah, and the, he they tell you what it was, and because all of us were over on the white people side, we're like, I don't know what this is, but it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> so. So it was so funny. Like you, I'm like, Matt Howell does not know a stranger anywhere we go. Whether or not they speak the same language or not, it doesn't matter. You are going to get along with everybody, which is great. It's a great thing to have in a person. So you're over there having Having a a good good old time, getting along with these guys. It's great. And then, you know, the reception keeps going and whatever. Yes. Now they're they're playing Dominican music for the most part, some uh, Latino music, which is great. I mean, it was fun. They were having having a a great time with it. Right. But so, and there's a a DJ guy, although I don't know if I'd call him I think he was just there to run the sound. Right. To set up and oversee the sound. And then we were supposed to plug our phones in and, you know, kind of run the music ourselves. Right. So... Somebody came to me and said, hey, uh, we want to play other music. and right. Can you help us? <laughs> can you help us figure that out? So, so yeah, I work with this DJ Dominican guy. DJ. Can't speak the same language. Kind of funny. But uh, he's like, plug it in or Bluetooth. And, you know, we figure it out finally. And so I start playing what I usually play for white people weddings. Well, which yeah. is Usher, yeah. <laughs> Cha-cha slide, Cha-cha slide, the Cupid Shuffle, the uh, party in the USA, which I thought was funny because we were in the Dominican. Uh, that did not that cleared out the dance floor. Party in the USA <laughs> was like er, all of the Dominicans looked at us like, "What are you doing?" So it actually turned out kind of into a fun thing. Like you know, the Americans would get on there and we'd play you know Cha-Cha Slide or whatever, and then the Dominicans would come up and they would put in a song and play like their version of the Cha-Cha Slide and teach all of us how to do the dance and everything. So it was really pretty cool. It was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And it was like a nice little blending of cultures and whatever and all that. But like, of course, you... Your DJ also. Yeah, so we, trying to take pictures at the same time. <laughs> trying to time. take pictures and kind of take over the DJ situation. And you're back there goofing around with the with the, <laughs> the bartenders and the DJ and everybody. <laughs> there was a bartender there, and he was having a blast the time of Oh, he was and we, so much There's fun. a photo of us dancing together because, oh my God. Yeah, you was, guys are dancing fun. together. I've got photos of you like hanging out and like messing around with the DJ back there. The, the bartenders. The bartenders. All the bartenders in the entire place thought you were like that legit paparazzi. They thought you were famous because you walked around and took their pictures all week and everybody was like, hey, it was great. I have to say the entire staff of that resort, like they all had a stance and they had to get into it before I could take their picture. Oh, like, like I couldn't just snap a photo of them or anything like it, it was, hey, yeah. and they'd throw up their hands or whatever. Uh, that, that was kind of neat. Yeah, so it was fun. But the whole wedding... It was beautiful. It was on the beach. It was great. It was like a whole coming together of cultures and everything. And we all, I had an auntie teach me how to like salsa dance. Yeah, that's, that's right. And I've then, got photos of that. And, and then, then an uncle who cut in and danced <laughs> with me after that, which I, I, I don't There's know. There's a great photo doing. of you looking at him like, 
What are you doing? Well, you know me. I'm not a touchy person. And then some strangers like all up in my business. And I'm like, oh, I love this. But, you know, we all expanded our horizons and we melded our cultures. And it was really pretty cool. It was a fantabulous night. Yes. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.